0: Welcome to this um, tutorial in which I will give you a very short introduction to the abductive methods in statistics. Um, Rather than starting by defining the abductive method, I thought it would be nice um, to give you an example of abduction in action. And you get a clue as to what the example uh, will be from the picture on this slide. Um, we'll then go on to actually discussing what abduction is. Um, then I'll distinguish abduction from deduction and induction, the methods that have been introduced in the previous two tutorials. Um, and then, because I'm an economist, I'll end by giving a very brief example of the use of the abductive method in economics. So, abduction in action. Um, Many of you will probably be familiar with uh, the Sherlock Holmes stories, I'm a huge fan, Um, and the second novel that Arthur Conan Doyle, the author of the Sherlock Holmes stories, um, wrote is called The Sign of Four. In this story, in this novel, um, Holmes, Sherlock Holmes, the famous detective, at some point discusses um the method that he uses um, that enables him to be such an amazing detective Um, and that discussion happens in part one of the book um it starts when watson returns from um, a visit to the post office then holmes um says the following to him he says Observation shows me that you've been to the Wickmore Street post office this morning. But deduction lets me know um, that um, when there you dispatched a telegram. To which Watson responds, right, right, on both points. But I confess that I don't see how you arrived at it. It was a sudden impulse on my part, and I've mentioned it to no one. So the question is, how does Sherlock Holmes know? And Holmes um, goes on to say about this um, very modestly, as he always uh, does, um, it is simplicity, simplicity itself, so absurdly simple that an explanation is superfluous, and yet it may serve to define the limits of observation and of deduction. So he's going to explain it anyway, although it's obvious. Um, and the explanation that he gives is the following, observation tells me that you, so Watson, um, have a little reddish mold adhering to your instep. Um, just opposite the Whitmore Post office, they have taken up the pavement and thrown up some earth, which lies in such a way that it is difficult to avoid treading in it uh, when entering. The earth is of this peculiar reddish tint, which is found, as far as I know, nowhere else in the neighborhood. So much is observation. So, we now already know how he knows that Watson went to the post office. And then he says, the rest is deduction. And he goes on to say um, how that then works. Um, so Holmes says, why, of course I knew um, that you had not written a letter since I sat said opposite you, this, um, opposite you all morning. I see also in your open desk that you have a sheet of stamps and a thick bundle of postcards. What could you go into the post office for, then, but to send a wire? And then there's this famous phrase, um, which many people bring up when discussing um, the method uh, that Sherlock Holmes uses. Eliminate all other factors, and the one which remains must be the truth. Now, Sherlock Holmes himself says that he is using deduction and observation. Uh, But what I think um, is that Sherlock Holmes is actually using abduction, um, although he doesn't recognize that himself. Um, And to see why that is the case, why I think so, um, I think it now makes sense to move on to actually uh, going to define abduction and afterwards distinguishing it um, from deduction and from induction. So, abduction, like deduction and induction is a method of logical inference. The term was coined by a philosopher, um, Charles Sanders Peirce, in the late 19th century um, and he claimed that it is central in our everyday reasoning. There's a lot of discussion um, about what Charles Sanders Peirce meant exactly with abduction in the literature. Of course, I cannot go into that in this tutorial, but I just want to note um, that that is there. Um, what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to give a very common definition of abduction that you will see in many textbooks. Um, and this definition is the following. Given evidence E and candidate explanations H1 till HN of E, infer the truth of that H-I which best explains E. So what the abductive method, if we want to put it a little bit more um, accessibly, entails is that you try to infer the best explanation for the evidence. Um, We're now going to see, to go back to the Holmes and Watson uh, discussion, Um, to see what it what this means exactly so Holmes is um, using abduction twice I would say in the passage that we read Um, first he uses abduction to um, to infer uh, that Watson went to the post office so there are three observations um, that I think he uses to achieve this Um, so he first says that Watson went out for a walk. Um, Second observation is that Watson returns with reddish earth on his shoes. And the third observation, which Holmes made um, sometime before, um, is that this particular type of reddish earth that Watson has on his shoes um, is to be found close to the Wickmore Street post office um, where they've taken up the pavement. And Holmes then um, considers various explanations that you might have of these three observations. And his best explanation is that Watson has probably been to the Wigmore Street Post Office. I use the words probably here because um, that's what many users of the method of abduction rightly do. Um, they think they have arrived at the best explanation, but there might always be a better explanation of the facts. Um, that's why if you're using the abductive method it's good to explain uh, or to highlight in your conclusions that you derive from it um, that you arrive at a a probable result but you're never sure. The second example of abduction that um, uh, occurs in this story uh, is um, the inference that Watson um, sent a telegram. So, Holmes has observed that morning that Watson didn't write a letter. He has also seen that Watson has a thick bundle of postcards and a sheet of stamps lying on his desk. Um, And he has just uh, concluded that Watson went to the post office. Combining these three things makes Holmes think that Watson probably went to send a telegram or a wire. Now, so far so good. Um, But then uh, we get to the bit where why does Holmes call it deduction Um, and why do I think that he's actually using abduction and how are both of these methods different from induction and that's what we'll discuss now. Um, So suppose that Holmes um, uh, was actually using deduction rather than abduction. Then I think we should reconstruct his uh, claim that Watson... Um, um, sorry, his, um, his, his uh, argument that Watson went... Uh, um, to explain why Watson went to send out a wire um, as follows. We could reconstruct it as follows. The first premise, um, I think, would be a general rule. So people go to the post office to buy stamps and or postcards send letters or or send wires. These are the only things that people do when they go to a post office. Now, Watson has enough stamps and enough postcards. Watson did not write a letter and Watson still went to the post office. Therefore, Watson must must have gone to send a wire because he didn't need to buy stamps. He didn't need to buy postcards. He didn't write a letter, so he didn't need to send a letter. So the only thing he could have gone to the post office for was to send a wire. But if that were the methods that Sherlock Holmes was using, (laughs) it would be a wrong use of the deductive method because the argument um, would not be sound. After all, you might go to the post office for different things. You might go there, for instance, to buy say, a newspaper if they sell them or the post office might have a bank in there or Watson might know someone at the post office that he wanted to talk to. Um, So this general rule is false. Um, The second premise might also be false. Um, For all we know, Watson might want to buy a special kind of postcard, um, one that he doesn't have even though he has a lot of postcards lying on his desk. Premise three, we might also challenge. I mean, Watson did not write a letter when sitting inside, but he might have gone outside and write a letter. And as we've seen, um, it's very probable that Watson went to the post office on the basis of the red earth um, underneath his shoe. but we do not know that for sure either. I'll say a bit more about that later. So if Holmes were using the deductive methods, um, he would be misusing it. Secondly, um, Holmes is not using induction either. He's not trying to make an inference to a general rule or observation. If anything, he's trying to use a general rule, as we just saw, um, to make a particular observation about Watson. But what Holmes, I think, is really doing is using abduction. He's trying to provide the best explanation um, for the facts that Watson went out for a walk, um, has read earth on issues, did not write a letter and has enough postcards and stamps. Now, abduction is not without problems. Um, there may be explanations of these facts um, that Holmes didn't think of and to make that clear uh, I'd like to ask you to imagine a devious Watson. So suppose that Watson wanted to test good Holmes actually is as a detective and what he did was he um, collected some red earth from um, the street works going on in front of the post office and put it in a storage room in the cellar. Um, He then did go outside that morning um, but to a neighborhood cafe and drank a coffee there and upon his return he applied some red earth to his shoes. We have exactly the same observations here. So Watson went out for a walk. He returns with reddish earth on his shoes. And a particular type of reddish earth on his shoes is only to be found near the Whitmore Street post office where they've taken up the pavement. But it seems that the best explanation of these observations is that Watson tried to trick Holmes. And this shows um, that there may be a different explanation, a better explanation, of a set of observations. And sometimes we come to realize this when we include additional observations. So what we might have done here is include the observation that Watson put some red earth in the cellar um, of the building where Sherlock Holmes and he live. Now, if you have difficulty remembering the distinction between um, D in and abduction, it may be helpful to think about um, the Latin um, from which these um, nouns come. So the Latin ducere means to lead, um, and D means from. So deduction um, leads you from a general observation to a particular inference. In means to. Or towards. Um, so induction is inference from a particular set of observations to a more general observation. And up means away. Um, so abduction refers to trying to um, take away the best explanation of a certain set of observations. Now, I promised that I would also briefly give you an example of abduction in um, economics. That doesn't mean that abduction is only used in economics. In fact, uh, it's also used a lot in, um, for instance, artificial intelligence and computer science. Um, Now, one economist who is very well known for using the abductive method is um, the Nobel laureate, Gary Becker. Um, He is sometimes dubbed by economists um, the master of abduction. And one example um, of his use of the abductive method um, is his work on the choice to procreate. So during the 1950s, um, a very common model in economics said that children, um, the choice to get children, um, could be modeled as um, the choice to buy any type of normal consumption goods. For normal consumption goods, it is the case that if your income increases, you buy more of them. So this model would have it that if you were to have an increase in your income, you would also get more children. But that's not what the data shows. So if people get more affluent, um, they actually have fewer children. And Becker wanted to develop a model for this. So he he said, okay, um, the set of observations that I have um, about affluence and about people having children or not and how many they get does not fit um, with the standard model that we're using. Um, So what other factors might I include in order to get a better explanation of this phenomenon? Um, And what he came up with is the following. He said, um, what people forget when they're trying to model the choice to get children is that it becomes more costly to spend time raising children when your income increases. Economists call this the opportunity costs of having children increases. You could have earned more with the time that you spent on raising children. So he included that and that's already explained part of why people when their income increases might um, decide to get fewer children. But he said the second thing is that um, children um, also um, uh, get, so, as when parents get more affluent, um, they want more for their children as well. Um, they want to buy them more expensive uh, gifts, they want to send them to more expensive schools. Um, so, the costs of children themselves increases too. And once you include these two things in a model, um, you get a much better explanation of the choice to get uh, children. And that brings me to the conclusion of this tutorial. So despite Sherlock Holmes claims to the contrary, um, I really think he uses the abductive methods. He doesn't use deduction very often. Um, Abduction can be characterized as inference to the best explanation. Um, It is not the same as deduction as we've seen, and it's also not the same as induction. And it comes with a problem of its own. And that problem is that um, Once you try to infer to the best explanation, you might overlook um, that there is a better explanation of the facts at hand, or you might exclude some of the facts that are relevant to the phenomenon that you're trying to explain. And that brings me to the end of this tutorial. Thank you very much.
1: Hey guys, this is Glenn. Thanks so much for listening to this most recent episode of the Philosophy of Data Science. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please consider leaving a like, a comment, and hitting that subscribe and bell button. We're a small channel and every bit helps. If you have a lab, a department, some students or some colleagues who you think would enjoy this episode, please consider sending along. Again, every bit helps and we really appreciate your word of mouth. Our next episode on the Philosophy of Data Science will be coming out 1 p.m. Eastern Time Wednesday of next week, so we look forward to seeing you then. But if you can't wait to get more data science, machine learning, and statistical content, feel free to look around the rest of the channel. We have a large number of playlists, including things like machine learning for healthcare, uh, ethics and AI, and things like that. So give a look around. There's plenty more content for you to enjoy. You can also check out our website to not only see past episodes, but what's coming up, and see who our sponsors are. Thank you to our sponsors for your support. Now, while the views discussed on the show typically range between extraordinary and mind-blowing, the stated views don't necessarily represent those of the host, our sponsors, my employer, your employer, the speaker's employer, or anyone else not saying those words. And as always, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. See you next week.